Have you ever gone to a church and thought, who in their right mind thinks this music is glorifying to Jesus? Well, if you have, I want to introduce you to a concept that may just help. Let's talk about Bach, Bubba, and Blues Brothers on this episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. Hey there, you are listening to Season 1 of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would like to make a Season 2, but I'm not sure. I'm going to pay attention to three things to decide if there's going to be another season. Downloads, feedback, and money. You can encourage Season 2 quicker if you'll do these two things. First, rate and review the podcast on your podcast player. It helps people find the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. And then number two, send me an email with encouragement, corrections, suggestions for a new topic, or whatever. All right, let's get to today's episode. In Dr. Reggie Kidd's wonderful book, With One Voice, Discovering Christ's Song in Our Worship, he explains how Christ himself sings in and with our worship music. You need to read this book if that idea is interesting to you at all. But I want to highlight an application of the principle that he starts bringing up in chapter 7. Let me read one short paragraph to you, and then I'm going to unpack what he's saying. Here's what he writes. I've developed my own shorthand for the range of singing of the singing Savior's voice. I think of Jesus singing with a Bach voice, a Bubba voice, and a Blues Brothers voice. Bach's is Jesus' voice in the city of God. Here Jesus sings with the refinement and sophistication of classical culture. Bubba's is his voice in the family of God. Here Jesus sings with the grittiness and simplicity of folk culture. And the Blues Brothers' voice is his voice among the friends of God. Here Jesus sings with the contemporary and outward boundedness of popular culture. Okay, so this is a way to help us understand the value of different styles of music in worship services. I love this. So his categories are Bach, Bubba, and Blues Brothers. Let's go over each of them. With Bach music, worship services utilize complex, sophisticated music. Not just classical, but jazz and maybe other styles as well, but sophisticated. Choirs, organs, highly trained musicians are required, and the music takes some music education and appreciation to enjoy. This sort of music calls us to a higher sense of appreciation. It takes seriously that we are singing to and worshiping the King of Kings, and we bring our very best. Artists and musicians bring their best. However, this music requires of its musicians and audience a level of sophistication found really only among the wealthy and privileged. I don't mean that to be a judgment statement at all. It's just an observation and a fact. Bach worship music is not available to most people in the world. It is the voice of Jesus found in this sort of worship music. What about Bubba music? This is the music sung by ordinary people in tight communities. This is what many will call old-timey music. It's the music of your grandparents in church. Uh, For example, I've attended many African-American churches, mostly very small churches with elderly people there, and often one of the older men or women of the congregation will just start singing a song and everyone joins in, and the piano player or the other musicians will figure out the song, the key, the tempo, and start accompanying. They don't really use a lot in the way of songbooks or printed lyrics because everybody already knows the words. That's Bubba music. 
It happens in every culture in the world. It is unsophisticated, gritty music, folk music. The music is simple enough for everyone to understand and join in. The lyrics are often chock full of great theology and robust spirituality. They sing the same songs over and over again. If you're new to that church family, you're going to have to learn those songs. But it won't be hard to do. You just need some time. This is a family singing the family songs to each other and to Jesus. It's Bubba music. Is the voice of Jesus found in this sort of worship music? Yes, it is. Finally, let's talk about Blues Brothers music. The name comes from the classic movie starring Dan Aykroyd and John Belushi. It's popular music as worship music. It is the lowest hanging fruit for new believers and new attenders. The music sounds just like the radio station. The style, the structure, it's pop music. It takes no education or sophistication. There's no learning required. The lyrics are provided for you as you can sing along. New songs come out regularly. In fact, there's an entire industry that churns out new pop worship music all the time, new Blues Brothers music. Some songs become favorites, and we sing them over and over and over again until we get tired and bored of them. And then we move on, just like radio hits. We're always looking for the new thing. Is the voice of Jesus found in this sort of music? Yes, it is. Do you see that these three styles have different values? That is, they each value different things, and in their value set, they can criticize the others and say it's not as good. And honestly, there's not really a way, I think, to find a middle ground in all of them, uh, you know, to be kind of an average of all three of them. I don't think that would be attractive to anybody. So I think we should celebrate each style for its own goodness. And I think that as a, a larger body of Christ, we need all three of these styles, all three of these voices of Jesus singing in and with us. In the book, Reggie Kid goes on to write a full chapter on each of these. It's wonderful. You need to get that book. Well, I hope you go to the worship service of your church family this week. And when you do, join in the musical worship of our Lord Jesus Christ in the way that your church does it. Whether Bach or Bubba or Blues Brothers, add your voice and attention to the mix and hear the voice of Jesus in it. Let's not look down on others who have a different set of values in their music. Jesus sings through them too. And we need them in the body of Christ just like we need you. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Gospel Gumbo Podcast. I would love to make season two, but I need to make sure that it is worthwhile. So I'm paying attention to three things, downloads, feedback, and money. It costs money to publish a podcast and not a small amount of work. Now, if you'll give me just $5 once, I'll give you your own private podcast link that will have all the episodes from season one without any advertising, plus 10 extra bonus episodes. At various levels, you'll also get a lot of other cool stuff. Now, I'm not looking for a subscription, just a one-time purchase that will help me to know that this podcast has been helpful and that you would like me to make another season. Look for the show notes of this episode to find the link to give money. Podcasts are getting gobbled up by big corporations and conglomerates. Independent podcasters like me need your support. Thanks so much. <laughs>